0: Hello there, welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. What's going on? This is a Car Smart Friday, or sometimes we call it the Alzheimer's update, sometimes we call it a lifer update, it's just a real casual version of the show. Put your seatbelt on please, we are going for a ride and we're just going to chat. Alright, so I haven't done a lifer update in, I think a couple of weeks because there was a lot going on and I had to prioritize my mental sanity. There was a moment a couple of weeks ago where I just felt like my brain was gonna explode. You know me, if you've listened to a few episodes, you know I don't stress, I don't worry, but it was a lot. And I'm not even really sure why. It was, oh, it's all the unknown, that's what it is. It was all the unknowns. It was all of these moving pieces some of which related to family and business and kids and bob and his wife and her moving and how that would I'll tell y'all about that in just a second but it was all those unknowns that my brain wanted to know and wanted to control and wanted to sort out and or just keep track of and you know it reminds me of those episodes I did I don't know if you caught those I did one about how the habit of worrying is actually a habit and it creates anxiety and In part, doing that episode helped to kind of release my brain. And then I was also given a really great exercise by my girlfriend, Dr. Michaela, that also was tremendously helpful. So I want to start by sharing that with you. Okay, so I went to work out with her. That's what we do for fun. And that day, I had major issues with technology. The internet at our office kept dropping out, our headquarters, like, we need to do business there, and the internet kept dropping out, and it kept dropping out in the middle of, like, these really important interviews that I had scheduled, super frustrating, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna work from home, I go to my home office, which is, you know, 15 minutes away, and that internet is dropping out, and I just ordered a new microphone, like, top-of-the-line microphone, and it's making these clicking sounds, and I cannot figure it out, and I'm like, okay, now I'm spending, like, Two hours trying to figure that out and the level of frustration and annoyance that I was feeling was enough. Like, have you ever seen that cartoon where it's somebody trying to figure out their computer and then they just instead of rebooting it, they just take a hammer to it. That's what I wanted to do. Except there wasn't just even one device to take a hammer to, I would have to take it to the whole internet system. And then my phone wouldn't update like it was all these technology things where you're just like, "Ah, I can't do anything. (laughs) All the things I want to do to make my life a little bit easier to serve my audience, all things I'm supposed to do, I can't do any of them. So it really was time for me to focus on pen to paper, but my brain felt like it was going to explode. So here's the exercise she gave to me. She said, okay, I want you to just relax. And I want that feeling and that brain and all that, the data, all the information, all the frustration, all the emotion, all the, everything you're feeling swirling around in your head, right? In your brain, that's data. I said, yes. Imagine right now that you're taking your brain out of your head, but imagine your brain looks like a big cloud of data. And maybe it's like lightning bolts and you can see electricity and it looks like some parts are lit up and some parts are dark and just imagine this big giant thing coming out of your head and you're going to set it someplace where it's safe but it's out of your body so imagine doing that and i did and i asked her if i could put it someplace where i don't even have to look at it she said yes And then she says, now just breathe for a little bit and just think about how your body feels without that big data cloud. All those worries, anxieties, it's just, it's not going anywhere, but it's no longer inside of you. It's no longer a part of you. And she said, now how do you feel? So assuming you just did that with me, how do you feel? I felt a thousand times better. And the reason why is because we are not our problems. We are not our challenges. We are not our emotions. We are not the things that we have to worry about. When we just focus on being present and not worrying about those things, then we are who we are. And it's much easier to kind of put things in perspective. That was super helpful. So I've done that a couple of times this week. But aside from that, many of the unknowns we have resolved or we kind of like You know we're in it now, and so I I know a little bit better what's going on and what to expect. I'm parked right now, so to give you an update on what's been going on here, Brett's mom moved from Colorado. She sold her home and moved just down the street from us. In these like this amazing little senior community, it's like a dream come true for her. She has an ocean view; it's phenomenal, and that lifted so much pressure and strain and emotion off of Brett. And you can call it codependence or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure it's not healthy. But like when Brett is stressed, I'm stressed. When Brett is upset, I'm upset. And you know, it's not supposed to be that way. But it is. We've been together for 26 years. I want him to be happy. I want him to be calm. I hate it when he's upset. And it was upsetting to him that we lied to Bob. I wish there was another word for it. We tell him stories every day to protect him. And yesterday he had on six t-shirts and then he put a giant sweatshirt on over that. And it's by the way, it's 70 degrees here. And then he put a very tight polo shirt, you know, collared shirt over that. And then he tried to put a button up like, you know, men's dress shirt. Oh, on top of that. So are you counting the layers? And so here's an example of a story we will tell to protect him. I said, Oh, Bob, I see you've got the shirt on that I was going to take to the dry cleaners. I was actually, if you don't mind, I was going to take a bunch of those shirts to the dry cleaners. Is it all right if I get those from you? And he's like, oh, sure. And so I was able to take the shirts off of him without him feeling embarrassed. I don't know if he would be embarrassed if I were to just say like, Bob, you've got 10 shirts on. Let's take those off. Maybe you wouldn't. But i always respectful of that. So I try to find a unique creative story. That's an example of a story. Could you call that a lie? Yeah, I wasn't going to the dry cleaners. You know, at night before he goes to bed, we clear his room of any distractions because the habit center of his brain will just take over by seeing a trigger. A trigger being there's clothes. Then his mind, the habit center says, clothes, put them on. If he sees towels, bedding, etc his brain takes over and just starts folding and putting away and pulling out and folding and refolding. And and this is really common with people with dementia. So another white lie is I will say, oh, I want to just run upstairs and make sure if you don't mind, because he likes his door closed, kind of cute. And I'll say, if you don't mind, I'm going to run upstairs and just make sure you've got towels and everything in your room. And really what I'm doing is, or Brett will do is we'll, we'll just do a sweep of the room and make sure like distractions are put away. So he'll go to bed at a reasonable hour, but the lie or the story that we were telling Bob for like the last five or six months is that Debbie was trying to sell the house so that she could move here to be with you. And that story wasn't true because for a while we didn't know if she was going to stay in Colorado and just build a life there, or if she was going to move home. So, That wasn't true for a while. And then eventually she did decide to move back and to be closer to family. And she had sold the house, but we still couldn't tell Bob that because he would then wake up in the middle of the night and think that she was going to be there the next day. No concept of time. And that story really bothered Brett. I think because he saw how much his father was longing to be with his mother. Well, now she's here and there's a new story because they can't live together. They cannot live together. They can't. He's different around her. She's different around him. It's just this they aren't the same people that got married 56 years ago. I think today is their wedding anniversary, the day I'm recording this. And they're not the same people. And I I say that because I want those of you who have family members who have dementia and Alzheimer's or any kind of illness. My faith has become so strengthened in this process that I realize we can't expect people to behave or respond or to see their loved one the same way they once did. And we have to accept that of them. There's no point in being angry or resentful or trying to change them or trying to change their mind or even wanting something different from people because we have to accept and love people as they are who they are. It doesn't mean that we have to condone behaviors. It doesn't mean that we have to, in all regards, right? Even think of your friendships and the people that you work with and your siblings, et cetera. Like it doesn't mean we have to condone. It doesn't mean that we have to endorse. It doesn't mean that we have to even love the behavior or the attitude or whatever, but we still have to accept that people are who they are and we can't change them. And when we try to change them, that's stressful and it's upsetting and it's discouraging and it's disappointing because people won't be who we want them to be. People are who they are and who God intended them to be. And for me, part of this process has been to turn to my faith and think like, how dare I be angry or upset or resentful or even judgmental of anybody in this process, because it is God's plan. And I just have to like, let it go and just kind of roll with it. And just be focused on my behavior and what I should be doing and what I should be doing is more loving and forgiving and patient and present and that's what I need to be and that's the only thing that I can control and it's the only person who I have any influence over and in doing so it has made my brain much lighter and I say that because you might have a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle or your mother or your father who are behaving differently towards a loved one because things have changed and that just is what it is you know i hear from mothers sometimes whose their spouse leaves sometimes it's the other way around sometimes it's i hear from a husband whose wife couldn't handle the fact that their kid had autism or that you know somebody in the family gets sick or they lose a child and just the whole dynamic changes and that's sad But it's also a different person, it's a different dynamic, and it is what it is. I I don't think we can change people, and it doesn't help us to judge. It helps us, though, to make mental notes, I think, and to focus on ourselves, and that's all that I can do. And I'm sorry, this is rambly. So Debbie lives close now, and the story that we're sharing with Bob, which has some sliver of truth, is that Debbie has a heart condition, and that's true. And it's not healthy for her to be living in the same household, so she's going to live in another home where she can get proper care. Our plan is that he never goes to visit her in her little home because that just wouldn't be healthy. He's best at the moment at our home. She can come and visit several times a week, and he's a different person. Like, he used to stress from about three o'clock until well, he would stress all day worrying about her in another state or wherever she was. And he would worry about like when she was, she was going to get here. And, and now that she's here, it's weird. He's just like chill about the whole thing. He's like, yeah, maybe she'll come over later today. The thing I was most worried about was that she would move here and nothing would change. That he would still be like, when is she going to come over? Where is she? You know, all these things. And he, he's just like shifted into this calm state. I'm not trying to be like woo-woo or anything, but it makes me feel like, does he feel that she's closer? Because she's literally about 300 yards away. Does he feel that? And it's calmed him? Because get this, when she moved in, we didn't tell him that she moved into that place. We wanted her to get settled before she came over for her first visit. But the day that she moved in, he woke up the next day and he goes, Debbie's here. And we're like, no. And he goes, Yeah, no, no. no. I know she's here. I know it. Yeah, she's here. And I don't know if he was hallucinating or if he just felt something. It's kind of interesting. We have noticed a few declines with Bob, just minor things. So we might be, you know, that's the disease it's to be expected. And if this is the first time you've listened to an episode where I've talked about this, the common questions are, how long will he stay with you? And just our answer is that's personal. We do have very clear, written, I guess you would say, boundaries that are ideal for Brett and I because we won't allow the situation to destroy our health or our marriage. And there's a point at which And we have certain things where it's like, if this happens, well, then it would be time. People always say like, when is it time to put somebody in a home? And there isn't an answer that's universal. You can't take a loved one to a doctor and say like, are they ready to go into a home? Because someone doesn't need a home until it is too hard for their caregivers to care for them. And there are people out there, God bless you, who can handle that all the way to the end. All the way to the absolute bitter end where they can't speak, they can't talk, they don't know how to swallow, they've lost all bowel function, you're bathing them, they have no idea where they are. There are people out there who can do that, and God bless you, we won't be doing that. And... That's our decision, and I don't worry whether people judge it or not. But we have certain criteria that we've already determined between the two of us so that when that happens, we don't become too soft on our own boundaries. We have boundaries, and they're in place to protect us. And by protecting us, we're protecting our marriage and our children and our lives. And so there's a balance there where we want to honor his life and make sure he's still joyful and happy. And I haven't seen him in a better place than what he is this week that's pretty cool. And that has just been being patient in this process and allowing everything to work out as it did. And it's so nice to have Debbie close again. And it's nice to see Bob relax. And it's great to see Brett relax. And this week, it's allowed me to back to my personal stuff, like I set up an accountability partner, another friend of mine, April, shout out to you. We became accountability partners with some hires that we need to do internally because I was allowing, you know, like stress and everything else to just put that on the back burner. And I realized like, okay, all the other work projects I'm excited about, they all need to be placed on hold until I have the right team members in place. It's also recognizing like, I'm the best at hiring, period, end of subject. I know good people. I know quality. I know skill. And I need to do this myself. I can't outsource the hiring. I'm excited about that. And that feels like things are starting to get more organized. And once we have those pieces in place, then we can really start to run. Like, you know, I was having a conversation with the professors and ambassadors who came in to teach at Marketing Impact virtual event. And, you know, so they're business owners. And and if you're someone who's got a side hustle going or trying to start a business and, you know, the one thing that we talked about was how the biggest mistake new entrepreneurs make is they think I need to make enough money that I can hire someone. And it's the opposite. You need to hire someone so you can make more money. And usually when you hire someone, it's kind of like running an ad. It costs money to make money. You have to invest in people to make more money. So that's what we're doing and I'm excited about the prospects that we have. It's going well so far and it is a process. And you have to do it one person at a time and not go too fast. So I'm trying to have some patience in that process. It's kind of a good exercise for me. I've increased my boxing to a second day a week. And it's really that is not just for my physical well-being. That's for my mental well-being. I did a bunch of content around that on my Instagram stories talking about like how incredible it is for your focus. It's the hand-eye coordination. It's like playing pickleball or ping pong or boxing, but not boxing where you have hand-to-head contact, but hand-to-hand contact. That's hard to say fast. So good for your brain. It's incredible to look at the neuroplasticity that is possible, meaning that we have the ability to change and improve and grow our brain As we age, if we do things like that, if we do something new that works both physical, mental, hand-eye coordination, it's new, it's challenging, you really have to strategize, your brain has to think hard. It's like playing chess but making it physical. That's so, so powerful if you're trying to improve your focus. And then sleep. I've really learned so much about my sleep In the last couple of weeks that I had no idea. I'm going to talk to you guys about this as soon as I can get. I've got a couple of great sleep experts lined up to share that with you guys. But I think you've probably heard it in almost every single interview that I've done. Whether we're talking about women's health. We're talking about fertility, hormones, weight gain, Alzheimer's, gut health. Like every expert. Have you picked up on that? Have you? Every single expert I've ever had on the show talks about sleep and how it's so central and so important and it's not just the number of hours you spend in bed so we're going to dig into that in the next month and I'm going to help you so much it's going to help with your brain fog your weight your hormones everything when you guys really understand this I can't wait to share that with you and thank you for being who you are thanks for I don't know listening to these episodes because I feel like it's a cool way for us to just catch up with each other and I appreciate that you'll listen. And I love when you share with me on Instagram stories, which episode you're listening to and what it was that you loved about it It means a lot. You guys are the bomb. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.